Hello, and welcome to episode 143 of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, where, amongst other things, I talk about, read about, write about, dream about video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight by the humongous crew of Alicia Garabinas. <laughs> <laughs> Why I gotta be humongous? Not you being humongous, humongous, the crew, as in numerically, quantity-wise, being humongous, I was being sarcastic. Whatever, I'm offended. <laughs> okay, hey, Rice, you? you go ahead and be offended. <laughs> oh my God. Next thing you know, you're gonna call me that white girl. <laughs> Like I don't uh, hey. all the time. <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm ready to be a hater. What else is new? Nothing. But I just wanted you to know that I'm prepared to hate. I'm going to get my hate on. Well, I'm prepared to sit back and polish off what I'm drinking. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. All right. While you hate on everything. Mm-hmm. And I love on all the things. No, you won't. No, I won't. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's do our usual what you playing, what you're eating, what you're drinking. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll start with you, Alicia Carabinus. What you playing? Um, well, uh, in December, there was a new Hearthstone expansion. <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone. A lot of Hearthstone. Uh-huh. Really disappointed in the expansion. Um, I'm not really sure what they were smoking in the office when they did the playtesting. But I don't know. Maybe they just forgot about some of the classes. They had like an incomplete list. I don't know. Um, The new expansion does a lot of like... um, There's a lot of synergy, right? Like certain cards are dependent on other cards. Like you have to have certain things in your hand, right? Mm-hmm. And some of that stuff is really neat, and there's a lot of really neat cards that fit in with that, but it's really uneven and definitely favors certain deck types, and that's going to be what we see for the next couple of months over and over and over forever, uh, and it just makes it a little boring. Uh, so there's that. I also I just finished my second Dishonored 2 playthrough. <laughs> Clean hands, no kills uh, on that one. Uh, I would have ghosted it, but one person saw me in the second level, and I didn't notice, and I saved. One. One person. Should have killed him. Yeah, well, uh, (laughs) I'm pretty mad about that. They haven't released an update yet where you can go back and replay certain missions. As soon as they do, I'll fix that. And I'll have ghosted. I started a third playthrough. (laughs) This time, still playing as Emily, but I'm doing High Chaos. And uh, it becomes High Chaos, like, instantly. I'm at the beginning of the second level and there's already like more, more bodies and flies and stuff around. And it's already got me labeled as high chaos. Yeah. But we'll see how that goes. I don't think I'll have time to finish it with school starting on Monday, but I'm going to play some this weekend see how far I can get. Yay. Yay. All right. So what am I playing? Let's go through the, the, the quick and easy stuff. I am playing. Um, the uh, Animal Crossing Welcome Amiibo um, 
update uh, because P loves Animal Crossing, like loves, crazy loves Animal Crossing. Um, so we got a copy of Animal Crossing Welcome Amiibo for my mother for Christmas <laughs> so that they can play together via distance because my mother doesn't live doesn't live in town. Um, so, and my mother's still still here from before Christmas. Um, and those two have been playing Animal Crossing every single day. And my mother is a little kind of got this monkey on her back. <laughs> that you know, at first I thought you know she wasn't really gonna play, or she was just gonna kind of blow it off, or just do it to play with P. But like, no, she's like all about like going around and like making money and like serious about it. So like when they do stuff together and and she like leaves money in the in the little basket from the island at P's town because they they go everywhere together on you know in the game, right? So. Mm -hmm. Uh, if something happens that she can't get like all of her items out of there to sell them, it's like she she like hawks pee. She's like, hey, can you open your gate so I can go get my stuff out of here? <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty hilarious. Um, so I've been playing a little bit with them uh, because my town is um, is far more developed. Um, than either of theirs, and I have a lot of like fruits and stuff in my town that they don't have. So I've been playing a little bit with them so they can come in and grab stuff like fruits from trees, perfect fruits, because I have like perfect of all the fruits in my in my town, so that they can grab that stuff and plant it in their towns. Um, so uh, a little bit of that. Um, I played <laughs> Invisible Ink because uh, it was free on PlayStation Plus in December. Mm -hmm. So I played it, I, you know, I downloaded it and I was like, oh, look, this, I, mean, I better download these games before they're gone for the month, right? Uh, and I, I looked at what time it, it said I started. So I started playing at 10.23. Mm -hmm. And then I was like playing through and I was like, oh, this game's kind of fun. I was like, let me see if I can like finish the entire game in one sitting. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking that. I don't know why. I don't either. So I got all the way to the final boss, but I had lost one of my agents, so I just could not do it, and I just got frustrated. And I was like, maybe it's because I'm tired, because uh, I was starting to get tired, and I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll finish it tomorrow. I was like, I'm sure I'll go back in tomorrow, and that la that last level will just be easy peasy. Um, <laughs> and then I so I went to bed, and and I was like, oh gosh, it's kind of dark I was like but you know maybe it's a full moon because it's not it's not quite dark anymore and so you know I checked to see what time it was it was 6 30. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I played a little invisible ink mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah just a little bit mm -hmm. uh-huh um it's actually it's you know it's not something that you would like play 16 tons of, but it's one of those games that, you know, you sit down and you can like seriously lose like apparently eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you won't really want to go back and play. It has no replay value really. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty fun. Um, and I, I'm always playing Stardew Valley. Um, I'm never not playing Stardew Valley. Okay, I have a confession. Yes. 
So you got my husband playing Stardew Valley. Yes, it is. Yeah. On both the Xbox and the computer, mind you. Uh, now my child is playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> and so finally, today, today, I have installed Stardew Valley on my computer. I have not started it. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm going to, but it's there, just in case. Just in case. That's a good thing, though. Let me tell you. I have not played Stardew Valley on PC since it came out on the console, mm -hmm. but I have I have pretty close to a hundred hours on the PC version. Mm. Um, I would look, but I'd probably be embarrassed. Um, <laughs> and I can't tell you how many hours I have on the uh, Xbox version. I probably don't want to know. Um, it's it's I don't know, but I slowed down playing Stardew Valley. On the Xbox. Because um, I started playing something else. I'm going to tell you about that in a second. Because the other thing I've been playing, uh, I'm still playing Pokemon Moon. Because now since Christmas has passed, and my kid has her copy of Pokemon Sun, <laughs> I no longer have to hide the fact that I've been playing Pokemon Moon since launch. <laughs> I can't believe that you actually managed to wait to give it to her. I'm, I'm proud of you. I did. I did it for your kid. <laughs> I did. Uh, so yeah, I'm playing Pokemon Moon um, a lot. I, I, I like it. I don't know if I like it as well as I think my favorite of the new generation Pokemon games so far. Shut up! Uh, it's still got to be Pokemon X and Y. Um, I don't know what it is about this one that is, doesn't make it as good to me as those were. But it's still a whole lot of fun. But I was Pokemon X and Y was like my favorite. Uh, new fangled Pokemon. Oh, and I also started playing um, Earthbound on my 3DS again, which was a lot of fun. You know, the old Mother 2 that got released in the U.S. as Earthbound. Mm -hmm. That. Mm. Um, I've been playing I've playing some stuff. Can you know it's Christmas break? Yeah. Okay, so the one game that I have that I said I was never going to play I don't know if I said I was never going to play it, but I kind of said I wasn't going to play it. Or maybe I said it in my head that I wasn't going to play. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Or that it held no interest for me, and I didn't buy it. <laughs> and that just reminds me, I need to take it back and buy it. Um, so I went and, and I rented it. Because I was like, oh, look, I can rent this. Yes, I'm playing BroQuest 15. Mm-mm. Yes. So I rented Final Fantasy 15 just because, like I said, you it was hate Christmas. yourself. <laughs> I thought I was going to hate myself. I did. I was like, why am I going to do this to myself? And even my kid walked in and walked in when like Sydney was on the screen in her Daisy Dukes and uh, black thigh high stockings and mm -hmm. boots and bikini top and, you know, gas station attendant jacket tied up around the waist like a midi and was like why is her belly hanging out where are her clothes what's wrong with her she was like oh i know i know you're playing this for not your mama's gamer and i was like yes yes that's exactly why i'm playing this you lied <laughs> you lied to your child <laughs> and then she sat there and she watched for a minute and she was like 
so are there really only white people in this game? <laughs> and I was like, well, so far, P. And she was like, oh, I forgot. You're playing this for Not Your Mama's Gamer. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly why I'm playing it. But you know what? There has been what there have been one or two other darker complected people in the game. Oh, really? Sure. sure. Um, since then, <laughs> I'm not defending this damn game. The game is. I mean, come on. It is very much bro quest. It is dudes on a car trip until they lose their car. Um, <laughs> on a on a road trip, driving around trying to save the world, um, and and find a find a princess slash oracle. While a half naked babe services their vehicle, services, services. their vehicle, mm-hmm. right? Um, there, there, there's no, there is no, there is no justifying any of that bullshit. But you're gonna buy it. But it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. The combat is pretty. The combat is pretty fun, and it's just it's stupid. It is so stupid that it's almost hilarious. And I am sure. I am constantly critical of it in my head and I am constantly thinking about it and I'm constantly thinking about how to use these kinds, how to use a game like this one and this game in particular in my teaching to talk about how not to construct a narrative, how not to construct characters, how, how, but here's a legitimate question. Yes. How are you going to use an RPG that takes days to play in your teaching? I am going to talk about it because I can excerpt things, mm-hmm. right? And I can talk about it in terms of looking at how characters get, or how specific mechanics get tied to specific characters. Even uh-huh. um, is a way is a way of talking about it because there are specific mechanics that get tied only to certain certain members of the party because it's an RPG. Um, but they're also connected not only in terms of just what their class is, but also what their narrative is. So there is a way. Shut up. Sure. Uh, <laughs> or maybe I'm just going to play ProQuest 15 because I want to play ProQuest 15. That's what I think. <laughs> that is what I think. And I really got to take it back because I'm renting it and I'm sure I've damn near paid for it. I should probably just keep it because <laughs> they're only going to charge me like costs for it. But mm-hmm. I know. Something wrong got, with you. I got fake Microsoft money on my account, so I need to spend that. Something wrong with you. I know. I can't help it. But that's what I'm playing. Mm, 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 mm. All right, what you reading, Alicia Caribbean? Nothing. Really? No. <laughs> that is a lie. I'm pretending I'm not reading anything because I have to read a whole bunch of stuff for classes that start next week. Okay. But my answer is nothing. <laughs> I hate books. You do not. Uh, <laughs> I don't. But I don't want school to start, Sam. I'm not ready. Oh. So I'm in denial. You didn't read any, did you read anything for fun over the break? No. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. Well, nothing I want to talk about on the podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> I reread some crappy books, which is what I usually do on the break, right? Like things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Because they're just fluff, and I can, put, I can point my face at it and absorb some words and 
be grouchy about some sentences and complain to my husband about how characters are depicted. That's that's what I do for fun, really. We can boil it all down to that. I complain about stuff. But you hate everything. I am the SJW of legend. Okay. I'm 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 down with that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, our break has been short. Like really short this time. It was short. And uh yeah, it, it was, was short. We lost the whole because week. we didn't get out of school until like what school what grades were due what three days before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was incredibly short. And then we go I mean, back right away. So I'm I'm uh I'm on strike. I don't even think I'm gonna say anything helpful in class for at least two weeks. <laughs> like you ever do. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm awesome. I'm kidding. I'm the greatest. I don't know what I'll let now. I don't either. I'm just I'm just saying stuff. <laughs> well, I've been reading stuff. Well, you tell us about what you're reading. So I'm I'm blaming this one on um on Charlotte. Because she was talking about this book uh two podcasts ago, I think. Um, it's by uh Michael Denzel Smith. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, "Invisible Man Got the Whole World Watching," um, which is it's another one of those SJW books. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which is a, it's a, it's an interesting read because he is writing about race, class, and to an extent, to a certain extent, gender. Um, sex and sexuality issues um, from the standpoint of a young black man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good book. Uh, it's it's kind of it's it's a narrative, right? It is his story. It is autobiographical, uh, but it is uh, social justice oriented in that he theorizes larger social issues through his own experiences. Okay. Um, and I'm really enjoying that one. Um, I'm almost done with it. Like I said, it's called Invisible Man. Got the whole world watching. Um, and I'm debating um, on whether or not I'm going to teach this one in, in my minority rhetorics class, which, like, my syllabus is already done. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you should probably decide. <laughs> no, my syllabus is already done. It means I would have to shift some things around. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, well, I, I really get like uh, the the piece, the the article that um, President Obama just wrote about um, the prison systems that just came out in the Harvard Law Review. Yeah, I really was like, I'm sorry, y'all. That's an extra fifty seven pages y'all reading the week y'all <laughs> y'all reading the new Jim Crow. I hope you don't mind. Um, <laughs> so I can't like just add another book at this point because I keep adding other little things. So I would have to take something out in order to add that. So I'm struggling right now. I'm on struggle bus with that. I'm on a struggle bus with that. So that we'll see how we'll see what happens. Um, that one, and then I am reading a YA novel, um, two with my kid called Red. The mm. True Story of Red Riding Hood uh, by Liesl Shirtliff, I think is her last name. 
Yes. Le Liesl Shirtliff. Um, she's got, Red is the one we're reading, but she's also got two other books called Rump, which is the true story of Rumble Stiltskin, and Jack, which is the true story of Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. Have you seen those? I vaguely, I've heard about them. They're very cute. The red one is kind of funny. Um, because it does the, the story the story gets kind of gets twists on it. Um and so it's a lot of fun. And there are giggly moments. Um and I'm enjoying that one. So that's what I'm reading. Let's cool. get to the important part. What you drinking, Alicia Carabanus? Man, all I've been drinking lately is this grapefruit vodka. It's really good. I love it. What kind of grapefruit vodka? Uh, I usually just get the Smirnoff because I don't have that tenure money. It is not. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Look, because it's like $8 a bottle. Um, but it's the Smirnoff sourced, so it's like their more natural flavor or whatever. I don't know. It's really good. I had some friends over last weekend, and they drank all my vodka, so I had to get more. So here's a – if you ever decide to splurge, and it's not really a splurge, it's double the price of the Smirnoff if you if you yeah uh, that's a splurge if you pay eight dollars for it, but I'd be afraid to drink vodka that costs eight dollars. That's good. <laughs> I get stuff. I'm old now, so everything gives me a hangover. Um, that stuff that I used to drink when I was young, mm -hmm. I can't drink that shit anymore. Give me a hangover. Um, the deep eighties. Grapefruit vodka is like the best grapefruit vodka on the face of the planet. It's the best grapefruit vodka I've ever had. And they have a lemon as well. And then they have a sweet tea one. Um, then they have one more that I've had. Yeah, I've seen those and they look really good, but they're they're made at a it's a it's um an Austin distillery. Mm-hmm. From Austin, Texas. But the grapefruit one is really good, and I. Next time you come over, just let me know. I I always have a bottle of it somewhere in the freezer. <laughs> All right, and we can we can sit back and drink grapefruit vodka. I'm here for that. <laughs> but that's not what I'm drinking tonight. What are you drinking tonight? I got a bee in my bonnet, or bug up my ass, or whatever you want to call it oh, for some shit. strange reason. And wanted to make pink pilatas tonight. So that sounds I made, delicious. I made pina coladas because I had pineapple juice and I had coconut um, cream milk, coconut cream milk, whatever the sweet one is, mm -hmm. um, and coconut rum and ice. Throw that shit in the blender, and I made a picture of. Pina coladas. And I brought the whole picture up to my office to record tonight. So mm. I intend to finish it by the time we uh, finish the podcast. So I may not know what I'm saying by the time we get to the end. <laughs> that is okay. Uh, husband and I were talking the other night when, when we were first like actually dating because you know we've known each other since like before time began. Uh, we used to like almost every Saturday we would make margaritas because his mom has a really good margarita recipe. And we haven't done that in like three or four years. 
So I we like were thinking margaritas. we need to have a margarita night. I like margaritas. I do like too. Them. We had margaritas at the wedding and uh whew. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Margarita Dick was tequila. Tequila can do that to you. Mm-hmm. Because we were at his parents, because that's where we got married. And uh so she made margaritas. Woo. Ooh, wow. I love margaritas. But tequila is one of those things that sneak up on you. At least it yes. does on me. Yes, you have to be a little careful. Tequila sneaks up on me in a big way. Because, I mean, I'll be just like sitting back drinking tequila and you'll be just as happy. And then I go to stand up and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, shit. And you're like, wait a second. That I drink. Yeah. Yep. I have to be real careful with tequila. I do, I do. All right. So that's what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. All now, the good stuff. All the good stuff. Now we're going to talk about some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about uh, games in, in 2016, games from 2016. And I just had this sporadic list of games with different categories in my head. And Alicia, it's Alicia like, Alicia like, see, I can't even talk yet. I know. Already. <laughs> Alicia categorized hers in some interesting ways. So I'm around with yours. I like your categories. Thank you. I'm fancy. You are fancy. Your first list is games. I'm glad existed, but I will not play. Yep. What games are on that list? Um, the first one I know you've played, and that's Inside. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I also cried on my stream because I played that game. Exactly. Which is why I'm like, you know, there are probably things that I can do with my life that don't involve playing that game. So I'm going to do those <laughs> other things. But I am glad that it exists. I think it's a very important game because it's mm -hmm. beautiful and well made. And I'm glad somebody likes it and somebody made it. I ain't going to be the one. Yep. Uh, the other game on that list is That Dragon Cancer. Mm -hmm. Yep. Also, I think, a very beautiful and important game, and I ain't going anywhere fucking near it. Nope. Nope. You could not pay me money to play that game. <laughs> nope. If you bought me the game and gave me a free weekend with lots of like fancy food and booze and said, we will put you up in this hotel with all this fancy food and booze, and you can order anything you would like, as long as you play this game, I would be like, mm, you know what, I'm going to go home and I'm going to clean my house. <laughs> I'd rather do that than play I would that rather game. do that. Yeah. Like, I am pretty sure that that game would fuck my mind up in some serious ways. Mm -hmm. I don't like games with kids who get hurt or die. Yeah. I don't like, like I mean, yeah. And, yeah. That shit has happened to me way too many times. Um, I can't even watch a you know, commercial. With like, <laughs> well, that's why I, that's why I was crying when in my stream with inside. Mm -hmm. Because you know some shit happened to the little boy at the beginning, and I just I just cried. Nope, I'm out. See, I cannot do that shit. I said, that and, I know I can't. Um, another game that that did that to me. Oh, 
it was on the PS, I don't remember if it was PS3 or PS4. I'm pretty sure it was PS4. With Rain. I don't know if you remember that game. It was it's a couple years old now. Yeah, and vaguely. It was amazing because it was like, because it was one of those, came out, oh, it was kind of like that game Contrast where, you know, Shadows yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Um, in this game, like Rain and uh, Silhouettes in Rain and like where you could see um, that bodies were stopping the rain from hitting the ground kind of helped you solve puzzles. And I was like, oh yeah, because I liked Contrast. And that was kind of the same thing, but you played a lot with the shadows and stuff. And I was like, so I'm going to play this one. I was like, yeah, this guy, cute little kids. And, you know, like, but the kids are running from monsters. But if you're playing as the kid, you know, you know clearly you just can't, like, die in the storyline, so you'll be safe, right? right. Except you start, the, you start off the game dead. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so I start the game, and I'm playing the game, and I'm like, oh, this little girl that comes to your window, and you run off to chase, she's dead. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then I'm playing the game for a minute, and I'm like, wait a minute. Why can't I see this little girl? Why can't I do what she's doing? I'm like, oh, shit, I'm dead, too. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I oh, quit. See, I'm not here for that. I mean, because you got, you got dead kids who are being chased by monsters from hell who are going to torment them for an eternity? I mean, that that's does worse not than sound like kids. a good time. That's worse than dead kids. That's worse. That's dead kids being tortured for eternity. Yeah, yeah. So I, I totally feel you on stuff like that, Dragon Cancer, and inside I set myself up for that. <laughs> Excuse me. And it was a beautiful game. It was an amazing experience. If I had to do all over again, I would leave that shit alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> on that note so yeah that dragon cancer is on my list of games i am really glad they exist those are the kinds of gaming experiences we need those are the kinds of narratives that need to be told through this medium it is wonderful and it elevates games in terms of games being an art form and i appreciate them love them and i support those things but i will never ever play them i donated to that game when they were making it but i'm not but i'm and, not playing and, and will not play it uh -oh. no I, and i i really appreciate right like the the process too of, of making something specifically to help process Mm -hmm. A difficult event. Yes. And when I they think... Did the, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, when they did the game, the game awards and that Dragon Cancer won and the dad who made the game got up to accept the award and stood up there and started crying, I sat on my couch and I bawled like a baby. Mm -hmm. Just when he was accepting an award. I'm like, how am I supposed to play this game? I'd be all fucked up. I'd be in a corner rocking if I played that game. Yep. So I'd say no. Yeah. <laughs> but because of the nature of games, right, and the embodiment aspect, like, it, you're right, it does need to exist. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what games can do for us. It can help us to experience through the eyes and, and, and personhood of, of others. But yeah, nope. There's some things I just can't do, and that's one of them. 
If that yeah. means I'm the worst, well, then I'm the fucking worst. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the zero on that. I'm good with that. Yep. So the other game that falls in that category for me mm -hmm. is The Last Guardian. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad that game exists. I'm glad for other people that that game exists. And I, and I, I sit back and I watch people talk about, and, and I think that this is, you know, 10 years of waiting that <laughs> making people kind of see this game through rose colored glasses because I've watched a couple of streams of this game and all that game makes me want to do is throw up because the camera is so horribly broken. But I'm really glad that all these people that have been waiting 10 years for this game have gotten this experience. <laughs> and they are loving on I mean, they was like, this is the best game ever. They say, what about the camera? The camera could be better. No, the camera is horribly broken. <laughs> the camera is horribly broken, and I have seen people playing this game. I have watched streams of people playing this game where they cannot even get on the damn dog, chicken, bird, whatever the hell it is. Dog, chicken, bird. I like that. <laughs> the dog, chicken, bird. <laughs> or they fall off the edge of cliffs because the camera is so broken they can't even see where they're going. I don't want to pay $60 for that. Nope. I don't want to play a broken game because I've been waiting 10 years for it. Nope. I've been waiting a long time to play the, the next Mass Effect. You know how much I love Mass Effect. Yep. I love Mass Effect. But if that shit is broken, I'm going to talk about it too. <laughs> but you know what? That's coming March 21st. That's I know. where I'm going to be. Yep. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm like vibrating. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So your next category mm -hmm. was games you wanted to play, but you didn't. Right. And I will be uh, accepting PayPal donations if anybody would like to, or, or Steam gifts if anybody would like to buy me <laughs> one of these games that I didn't have a chance to play. Okay. Tell <laughs> us what these games are. Uh, well, the first one is kind of weird uh, because, like, I've never played a tycoon game until over the break when I played some zoo tycoon, but we don't talk about those days. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw that. I talked about you. We don't Go talk ahead. about those days. Uh, that was the first time I'd ever played a tycoon game, but mm -hmm. I would really like to play planet coaster mm -hmm. because I've heard it's really elaborate on the building yeah. aspect. And I, man, I am about that life. Yes. Let me very carefully place each individual brick of whatever I'm building. I'm so for that. Mm -hmm. So I'd really like to play that. Uh, I'd really like to play Virginia uh, because, you know, it's a walking simulator and you know how I'm about that shit. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to play Event Zero, but it's like 20 bucks and it's gotten some mixed reviews. So I'm not sure if... Uh, if that's worth my time or expense. I'd like to play Oxenfree. I've watched my husband play Oxenfree, but I didn't get a chance to play it myself. Uh -huh. And then the last two are, are ones I really want to talk about. I want to play Mafia 3. I haven't. We talked a lot about Mafia 3. I know a whole lot about Mafia 3. I almost started Mafia 3 on a couple of occasions over the break, but instead I was playing too much Dishonored. Um... But uh, I really do want to play it, and I want to play No Man's Sky. I know that people are mad about No Man's Sky, and I'm sorry for your loss. 
but the game that actually exists, not the game y'all thought you were getting because you thought you li we lived in the future. Um, <laughs> the game that actually exists as it is sounds like my jam. The game is amazing. I mean, because you know what? See, and 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 I've said this before because I talked about it when the game first came out. Because I played a whole lot of No Man's Sky when the game first came out. Mm -hmm. Um, that game because I go media dark on games that I'm really excited for because I don't want to build up that here's all the things that I wanted to do and I wanted to give me a purple pony named Blue. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't want that when I'm waiting for a game. I just want the game and I want to experience the game as it is. So when I played No Man's Sky, I was like, I am loving this game. I can go around. I mean, and this this game, yes, would be your jam. You go <laughs> around, you collect shit, you 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 it's like you can it's like you could steal everything. That's you know? really all I want out of life. To steal things. <laughs> you, you know, but you know, to a, to a certain extent without, you know, you can take things, resources from a planet without taking too much. So there's some strategy there as well, right? And then there's things to catalog. This game was so much fun. And you just like planetary exploration and all this great stuff. I love that game. It's not my favorite game of the year, but it was a really fun game. And it was a game that I could spend a lot of time playing because it gave me a chance to kind of kick back and relax. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. And you know how I feel about my P3, but I'm going to talk more about that in one of the categories later. I know. I figured you would. <laughs> <laughs> but games that I want to play but didn't, Planet Coaster was on my list as well. Yeah. I love, but you know, I love sim games, like tycoon type games, right? Mm -hmm. um, because they give me a chance to kind of build worlds. So Planet Coaster is fun because I love playing those theme park games. Um, I remember playing like the original kind of sim theme park games where it's like you get to put it's like what stand am I going to put here? What ride am I going to put here? How much am I going to charge for tickets? How much am I going to charge for sodas? How much am I going to do this? Those kinds of things are so much fun to me because it gives me that opportunity to completely like hyper focus mm -hmm. on something to the yeah. point of being able to block out shit that's really bugging me. That to me that's those are the kinds of games that it's easiest to me to get immersed in as well. Mm -hmm. You can just turn off everything else and be like, this is what I'm doing for the next six days. <laughs> I don't know about six days, but I feel you. <laughs> I absolutely feel you. Um, other games. Okay, so here's a weird one. Games that I want to play, but I didn't. And I don't know if this counts as want to play, but didn't because I did play just like a little bit of it. We'll count it. We'll allow it. Slime Rancher. Okay. We won't allow it. <laughs> well, it's because it's it's a lot like it's a lot like that, right? It, it's like a sim game. It is like a, a, a one of the tycoon games, except it's a ranch. And you're ranching slime. <laughs> it's kind of silly. Um, but I really like I said, I played an hour of it because it's it's uh, in-game preview, I think, still on the Xbox One. So you get a free hour, mm -hmm. and I played it, and I was like, oh, that was really kind of fun, because the hour, like, went super fast. And I was like, but do I want to, because I was playing a lot of other stuff right there, right then, like a lot of Mafia 3 and a lot of Stardew Valley, and I was like, but, I'm, but would I really play it, or could I just wait until the full release comes out? But, uh, yeah. 
the Lime Rancher is on my list of games that I really want to play but didn't. Um, I played. The sad part is, is that I at least bought and played a little or a good bit of just about everything I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me see. That may be a lie. Something that I've been hemming and hawing over all Christmas long has been, and it's, it's a stupid thing, but um, Super Mario Maker for the 3DS. Mm. I don't know why, because I have it for the Wii U and I don't really play it, but there are certain games that just belong on certain platforms for me, so I can't play them on the platform that they don't feel like they belong on. The only time I play Super Mario Maker on the on the Wii U is when my kid makes levels for me, um, because she likes playing it on the Wii U and she likes making these incredibly difficult levels just to see mama fail over and over again. <laughs> um, but I, it just feels like a game that I would actually play more on a 3DS because I could play for a few minutes and shut it and stick it back in my bag or whatever. So I'm hemming and on over whether I want to buy that one. Fair. And those are, I think those are the things on my games I want to play but didn't list. There's probably more somewhere. And I just don't realize it. But yeah, that oddly enough, they're they're all those kind of micromanagey kind of games. I don't know what that says. We don't have time to play as many games as we would like, and I don't have enough money. I need more money. I need more money too. I need some money. <laughs> no. Okay. All <coughs> right. Ooh, here's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Games I thought were meh. 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 What games did you think were meh? I mean, one of these, if if y'all read anything I, I wrote or or listened to any podcast, you know the first one I'm gonna say it was it was Day Sex, Mankind Divided. <laughs> that was I'll tell you this. It was the most fun um air conditioner repairment simulator I've ever played. <laughs> Okay. I spent a lot of time sitting in ducts, uh, exploring in ducts. Um, no, I thought it was I, I, actually this is this is this is the games I thought were bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was terrible. It was boring. Mm-hmm. Um, the world was not as fascinating as I was led to believe it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, stealth wise, it was just it not up to snuff. We've had a lot of really good stealth games over the past several years, and it, it just wasn't there. Uh, I hate the guy, the main guy. I hate him. Um, I've heard he's better in the other games, and to be fair, I haven't played them. But Oh, you thought about Adam Jensen? Yes. Uh, he's brown-haired white guy to me. I don't care. He, he's got gravelly voice and brown hair and a stupid beard. and I, I don't care about him. I don't care about him. I don't care about his stupid forced plot line. I don't care about the shit he can't remember. I don't care about what he's been through. I don't care about sitting in ducks. I was going to go back to finish that game, and I just could not make myself do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it I was, was felt that way about the last one, so there was no way. that I don't know why, why people think the last one was any better. The last one was horrible. I hated that game. I don't know. But, you know, I like stealth games. Like, I will sit crouched on a wall 
for like a long time and wait. I like stealth games, but I like to have a choice. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and, and you have a choice in this one. It's just well, in the last one, there were some missions that, like, seriously, they were that you were supposed to have a choice. But if mm -hmm. you did not go full stealth, you were not making it out of that mission. Mm. You were not. And you know what? To be perfectly honest, that's why I don't think that. And I'm going to go back and play it. I'm, I got to be in the right headspace for it. So I didn't like Dishonored 2 as much as I like the original Dishonored. Because I didn't like Dishonored 2 as much as the original either. Because it did not feel like I had as much of a choice in terms of going, going stealth or going full chaos. No, in fact, Terry and I talked about that a lot because he's been playing a high, he's doing a high chaos run while I've been doing my sneaky runs. Um, and uh, it feels like even in a high chaos run, the best way to play is to sneak until you yep. kill them. Yep. You can't, in the, in the first one, you could just like straight up walk in and be like, you know what? All y'all motherfuckers got to die. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that in Dishonored 2. Y you can, but here's, here's the thing. I'm doing it now when I start the game with 78 runes. Okay? Okay. Because now I can start the game with a mix of powers from either one of them yes. and just be a broken, ungodly good. Mm -mm. See, but I'm not going to start a, full a high chaos run with 78 runes. Exactly. Because I'm going to start a high chaos run from scratch because that's how I roll. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think that I think that there are some problems with that game and the way it was designed uh, that I assume we might talk about more later or we can talk about it now, either one. We can talk about it more later because it's, it's okay. further down the list. But yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I don't want to feel like I'm pissing in your Cheerios later. No, I like the game a lot, but I think it has some, it, it falls very short of the first game. The first game was, was very nearly perfect, I think. It's one yeah. of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I it still was, keep eyeing that, that definitive edition for the Xbox One. Girl, let me tell you, I have never in my life bought a damn definitive edition or remaster, but I am tempted every time I see that shit. Because <laughs> I'll be like, oh, it's dishonored, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's I don't know. Um... <laughs> It's one of my favorite games of all time. This one I, I wanted more of. I think that it has some some extraordinarily standout moments where they really went above and beyond. My concern is that maybe the focus on the above and beyond detracted a little bit from the rest of the game. Mm. I can see that. I can see you can't have everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm with you on that. Okay, I had to throw two more things in. All right. Not in this category because I cheated. But okay. games that I really wanted to play, but I didn't. Um, and neither one of them were in 2016, so I probably shouldn't throw them in, but I'm going to throw them in there anyway because I bought them this year. Fuck the police. Fuck the police. Until Dawn, even okay. though I've seen everybody play this game. Yeah. And Alien Isolation. Okay, but you know what? Here, here was a point I wanted to raise, too. As I was going through this list... Right, and I was making this list of games I wanted to talk about from 2016. I started to wonder, and I want to get your thoughts on this. What do release dates really mean anymore? Because yeah. we are sometimes you'll get like a game that comes out for another system like a year later or six months later, yeah. right? It initially releases on the Xbox and the PS4, but then it comes out on PC six months later or the reverse, right? Right. Um, 
or a year or two years later, you do get the remaster or the game of the year edition or the definitive edition. Mm -hmm. And it's like these games, I was looking through the list of every game released in 2016 and so many of them were old games. Yeah. I'm like, but I played that in like 2014 or 2015. Does it count? Again this year, if it was like Bioshock, like Like, I played Bioshock like ten years ago. What the hell are you talking about? Right. So I think this is this is my thought. Do what you want. (laughs) And also, it's not like we can play every game that comes out. We ain't those people. We we got jobs. Um, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So sometimes it's just a matter of like when you get to a game, right? And it still has an impact on you, even if it's not impacting the culture in the same way. Yeah. I'm going with that. I'm, I'm very that. smart. You should give me a raise. <laughs> I wish I could. I know. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> All right. So, um, Mad Games. Did I make a Mad Game list? Um, oh, yeah. My Mad Game is, is I'm sorry, Dishonored 2. Okay. <laughs> Mad Game. Meh. Like I said, maybe it's headspace thing. Maybe it's headspace. Um, other mad games. Uh, the witness. I just did not, could not, would not play much of the witness. So the witness is on my next list, which is games I have mixed feelings about. But I'm fine with us talking about the witness now because I, I do skew a little toward meh with the witness. I think that the witness is a really fascinating mm-hmm. approach to game design, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it very carefully scaffolds you into the game. Uh, Alex and her friend Cody gave a wonderful presentation at GLS on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the very careful building of how to play, like, the whole game, in a sense, is a tutorial. But all the bullshit that Homeboy layered in there... Nope. Nope. Meh. That's deaf man. And um, okay, and I'm gonna catch all kinds of flack for this one. You know, people are like, well, you don't really like shooters. I do like shooters. I like shooters a lot. I play Destiny all the damn time. When the when the uh, when the like Xbox tallies came out for games you had most hours and most achievements and stuff on last year from for me last year that game was Destiny. So I played Destiny. Destiny on my Meg games of the millennium. Meh. But I'm not talking about that. No, my okay. man game, Overwatch. All right. I have uh, Overwatch is on my mixed feelings list too, so we can just kind of blend these, right? <laughs> Overwatch is my was is my biggest man game. Oh, you know what? Another man game for me. Here we go again. And I really wanted to like this game. I really wanted to like this game because there was so much in terms of like character diversity and stuff you could. Play around with it. Think about theorize the division. Mm. Man, I didn't play the division, so I don't know. Um, just mad ass games for me. Uh, um, so Overwatch for me, boring. I have shot all the things I think that I feel like shooting for maybe the rest of my life. I don't know if I'm if if I just don't want to play shooters anymore or what, but they bore the shit out of me. The only times that I think that they're fun is when it, I am with a group of people, which is why sometimes I'll play Destiny with y'all, even though I really dislike everything that they have done with Destiny. Um, and I won't be giving them any more of my money. Mm-hmm. 
I'm with you on that. Uh-huh. Um, but on the other hand, Overwatch is one of those games that, like, I'm glad it exists because it makes a lot of people happy for various reasons. Mm-hmm. You have the people who are really happy about queer characters, and you have people who are really happy about the physical design and the variety of both male and female characters. Uh, you can quibble on that, but whatever. Some people make them really happy. Great. Um, and then you have the other set of people, which I, I think this is really interesting, who like this game specifically because... It's not a Twitch game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to be um, headshot king of the world to, to be decent at Overwatch. You can fill a certain role and help your team, and you can play it a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time it was free on Xbox, I played um, Ana, and that was great. I actually had fun, and I did not care when the free weekend was over. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that's the way I was when the game first came out. It was like when the, when Overwatch first came out, I played the fuck out of Overwatch. I was just like Overwatch, Overwatch, and we play some more Overwatch because it was fun. It was kind of frenetic. It was frenzied. You could jump in and jump out. You could switch. You could switch which character you were playing like mid game. It was a whole lot of fun. And then the assholery started, mm-hmm. and it became like every other online yeah. shooter that I want nothing to do with. The only reason that I played Destiny or played Destiny as much as I did was because I played Destiny with friends. I did not play pickup games. I didn't play with other people that I didn't know. I played with friends and we talked shit and we sang and we talked and we joked and we laughed while we were playing. Mm-hmm. If I had fun. to play with people that I did not know, I would never have played Anywhere near as much of that game as I did. Nope. Especially not that motherfucking game, which has all kinds of problems. Yes. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. And even even playing Overwatch with like other people, it just nope. I mean, yeah. the characters were the 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 characters the the other, the ugh, the mix of characters was not balanced. Um, you couldn't. Uh, you would have people who would like you would jump into a party and then everybody would want to be my or everybody would want to be Anna or everybody and you were like really we're, we, we're not gonna make it through this like this right and it was just stupid and it just made me angry yeah. <laughs> all the damn time yep. so I stopped playing no I mean I'm, I'm, I'm fair with you on that one I think we, we pretty much agree we just categorized a little differently mm-hmm uh, like I said, I'm just I, I'm glad that it makes so many people happy, and I'm a bunch of my my Twitter homies like love that game, and I listen to them talk about it and what they appreciate about it, and I appreciate that for them, but that shit ain't for me. Like I just I don't care about mm-hmm. aiming my reticle at a thing anymore. Like it's just it doesn't interest me unless there's a real purpose behind it, even if it's just a narrative purpose. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on there. Which leads to me leads me to my other meh game of the year. And this one really maybe is more under mixed feelings, but mostly it was just really disappointing. Dead Rising 4. <laughs> so we How rented... Dead Rising 3, did that surprise you? No, well, yes and no. Dead Rising 2 and 3, I thought were both like 
it's it's as though they looked at everything that was really good about Dead Rising and said, "We're not going to do any of that shit anymore. <laughs> we're going to do all this other shit, and and then we're going to do more different shit. So we'll just make it further and further away from what it was." Dead Rising looked like a return to the original, and in a sense, it was. But again, it was like they made a list of things and said, "We're going to do all of these from the first one, but not those other things." Mm-hmm. That to me really made the game like it was difficult, right? The first Dead Rising was hard, you know, and you had mm-hmm. to fight your ass back to the bathroom to save. And if you died, you had to decide like, do I continue or am I going to just start over and build up from where I was? And you know, it was hard. And man, I played the first start of that game like I don't know thirty times um, until I was like perfect on certain things. I knew exactly where to stand and exactly what to do. I felt almost like playing a platformer. Um, they took the idea that Frank was an asshole and dialed that shit up to like 3000 mm-hmm. in a way that didn't make any sense for what he was doing. Like he would be doing something and saying something that was completely different from what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And by the time we were done and we took it back, we had a, like a five day run on and it started to get fun. We were like, cause we were playing together. We were passing the controller as, as we do. We were like level 60 or something. Um, which is pretty far, and the game had just begun to feel fun. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's like some of those, uh, that's like all the Final Fantasies between 11 and 14. Yeah! (laughs) And it just, the, the narrative was stupid, and the characterization was stupid and there's this crazy black woman that just, that shit pissed me off. I put the controller down. I was like, I can't, I'm going to come back later. Cause I can't do this right now. And I don't know. It had some things that were super fun in the pure smash zombies, be silly. Um, this shit is hard, but they were few and far between. It wasn't like the first game where there really was like a curve. Mm-hmm. You know, and and again, that guided you to do certain things because those things were better choices. And I know we lost a lot of that in the series, but I really thought they were going to bring some of it back. And they were like, no, we're just going to make a lot of crazy like weapons that you can mix and match. And <laughs> here you go. Yeah, that was like three. And yeah. honestly, too many zombies. There were places... Uh, in the first one where you could just run for a long time mm-hmm. without really fighting, but you had to know how to do it. This was just this never ending flood of zombies and you couldn't even stop and like look around without having to fight like 200 guys. And that just, that's not hard. That's just dumb. Yeah. That's not hard. It's just not. Yeah. It's just let me, how many times am I going to click this same button over and over and over? Okay. Yeah. Can I stop yet? No. Okay. I'm gonna click it some more. Okay. Now I can stop for a second and just get my bearings. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. That's bad game design. That is bad game design. So fuck y'all for that shit. Well, I'll give you that. I wanted it to be like the first one, which is one of my favorite games of all time. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Anyway, I'm done yelling. Okay. So. So. What about, uh, do you have any more mixed feeling games? 
I do have some mixed feeling games. Okay, tell me your mixed feeling games. And I'll tell you my mixed feeling games. Um, The Walking Dead Michonne. Yeah. You know, and I keep thinking, like, some of, some of my quibbles for me are small. Like, you know, I talked about it. I, I didn't like the way they did her hair. Mm-hmm. Where she was, like, black in the front, white in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, like a racial mullet. Yeah. Yes, it was exactly like that. <laughs> um, Negro in the front, party in the back. I, I like, no, don't do that. Um, but I think more, it, let, me, let me back up. I suspect I may be over the telltale model of games. Mm. Uh, when the new season comes out, I'm still going to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've really liked the Walking Dead games because I don't know if it's just that they got away from sort of a in canon, but to the left of canon until Michonne, because they brought in Michonne and you knew there, there was no risk of certain people dying because they existed in the comic in, in which this is canon. Mm-hmm. Right. So all these people over here are going to be okay. Other people are probably going to die. Lo and behold, all these people over here are okay. And other people over here pretty much died. Mm-hmm. It takes away the suspense. You don't have that worry of like what's going to happen. It's just all character development at that point, but there's no stakes. So maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just that I'm over like Telltale adding in more like you have to push all these buttons at this exact moment. I'm not, I don't like that. I don't think that they're very good at bringing in like more traditional gameplay aspects. Mm -hmm. I really wish they would stop and instead they've done it more. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it, it's all like the bottle shooting sequence in Life is Strange. Like, so, why the fuck am I doing this right now? Yeah. Because reasons. If you're going to make an adventure game, fucking make an adventure game. Like, do it. All right, so let me throw this in. Because one of my mixed feeling games is also a Telltale game. And I think it's a mixed feeling. I don't know what why my feelings are mixed about it, but I suspect as I start to think more about it, that it is for the opposite reason of your ma- your mixed feeling reasons for Michonne. Okay. And I have mixed feelings about the Telltale Batman games. Okay. Um, the Telltale Batman game is good. It's a really good game. It's a really good narrative, but it's not canon. Mm. which kind of makes it weird. Yeah, that is weird. When you take a character and take them like completely out, right? Because so, it's like, wait a minute, Batman wouldn't do this. Or, you know, no, 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 that's not the Wayne story, right? I don't want to give spoilers, but, you know, so as you're playing through, you're like, no, that's not right. I mean, and, and it kind of takes you out of the experience. Whereas if I didn't know anything about Batman, Mm-hmm. I could probably play through and be like, this is like the best Batman shit ever. You know, and I can understand why they would do that because honestly, comic canon is all over the place, but there are some very specific story beats that, yeah. that heroes like Batman hit. Mm-hmm. If you don't hit those, it's going to feel wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this was, this is interesting because, you know, the, the Telltale game focuses like really heavily on Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Right. And the whole kind of 
Wayne narrative, Wayne legacy kind of things in ways that you don't we don't normally see. And then they take some of that shit and just like flip it on his ear. So it's just kind of weird. But it's a really good game because the story itself is good. But it just kind of is jarring from time to time. Yeah. You've said that that you you found it really good, but that's definitely on the list of, of things that I don't care about. <laughs> no, it's because, man, I am bad manned out. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you my other my other mixed feeling game. All right. Um and, and I'm mad about it because King's Quest is like was like my you know first Man. big text pace game was my first big text based game was it was my first real games that I played on like the computer computer right as a mm-hmm. you know you know I'm gonna sit back I'm gonna say this is what I did I saw that stuff coming I was like they're gonna release this I'm gonna stand over here and watch because I knew there's you can't recreate that. I mean, because the the old the old text based games were funny. They were, and they were you could sit there and giggle, and this shit just came across as fucking goofy. Mm-hmm. It was just goofy. It did not recreate the spirit at all. No, it didn't, and it really made me mad. Yep, it really made me mad. It made me so mad. I didn't even put it on my list at all. <laughs> it made me so mad. I wanted to ask for my money back. I'm just I'm just pretending it don't exist. I'm going to pull a game of bros with no man's guy and call him and ask him for my money back. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start. I'm going to start keeping a list of games I want my money back for. <laughs> and some nights when I'm sitting back drinking, I'm going to just start emailing companies. <laughs> Listen, I know it's been like eight months, but I'm going to need my money back. <laughs> it took me this long to get really mad about it. It took me really this long to get, to, to get drunk enough and actually care about it. Can I get my money back? <laughs> I have one other mixed feelings game uh-huh. and, uh, and it's a really interesting one for me because I have not played it, but I used it in a project and I watched somebody else play it. And, uh, and I thought a lot about it because of that, because I had to write up my project uh, and it's everybody's gone to the rapture. And man, this game is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The story is really fascinating, mm-hmm. and the way it is designed is absolutely terrible. <laughs> you got to think sometimes, like either other people have a lot more patience than I do, mm-hmm. or nobody's playtesting games. I think it might be a little bit of both. That could be. Mm-hmm. I don't have any patience. None. I want to get to the next thing, man. I want to know, especially in a game where it's like, follow this breadcrumb trail of clues. I want to run over there. Ooh, what's next? I'm super into this. But you got to like walk and not like quickly, but slog across all this space to get to the place where you know it's the place where you need to be. And then you got to figure out exactly how to interact. And it's just like, why? If it's going to be like a narrative exploration game, make it easier for me to explore the narrative. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason, in fact, why I have not played it myself because I could have after I observed it in this study. 
But I thought, you know what? I no. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to. And that sucks because I think that that's a game that deserves to be played. It's a story that deserves to be experienced. Mm -hmm. But it deserved uh, better mechanics. Cool. I I think I'm. You're thinking pretty spot on with that. Would have. It didn't do as well as I thought it was going to do. And that might be why. Yeah. That would be my guess. Because there's only so much that we're going to tolerate, right? Because just as with, with books now, there's always something else you can pick up. Yep. You know, so after a certain point, you're just not going to anymore. Very few people, I think, are the kind of people who are like, I fucking started this thing. I'm going to finish it. <laughs> there's just, there's too many other things. Unless you're me at 1030 at night playing Invisible Ink. Well, that's, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> um, we live in an age of immediate glut. Right. Even if we had our whole lives dedicated to it, we could not get through all the things that we want to get through. No. So why waste your time with something that's just not doing it for you for whatever reason? Yep. I'm with you on that. Listen up, game designers, because we know of what we speak. All right. So we're moving on to the next category. Yeah. These are controversial. You you didn't know how to act. <laughs> all right. So these are games that I liked but that I'm not sure that I would actually recommend to others. Oof. All right. So I'm going to do the less controversial one first, and that's Bound. Okay. That, that would be the less controversial one. Yes. Bound, you, you watched Bianca and I play through Bound. Bound was beautiful. It was. It was really linear. And it made me mad as fuck. Yeah, and the ending is just like, <laughs> like one more thing on either choice. One more thing. Anything. No, no, nothing. I think that there's some merit to that. But you also want just a little bit of payoff. Mm -hmm. Like, I get what you're doing, that, that life is complex and we don't always get payoff. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Sometimes when I spend money on an experience, I want some kind of payoff. <laughs> and underneath, it was maybe just a little too simplistic for what it was. So I, I enjoyed it. I'm not mad that I played this game. It was a beautiful game. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we got some good writing out of it. But I don't think I would say to somebody else, oh my God, you, you need to play this. I don't even think I would be like, you, you could play it. I think I would just be really honest and be like, you might find it disappointing. Yeah. All right. I, I'll give you that. What about the other one? Unravel. I'm going to fight you now. All right, let me ask you a question. And I want you to answer this honestly. Did you finish Unravel? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> Do you know why I'm asking you that? Why? I don't know anybody who finished Unravel. <laughs> I do not know one person who finished that game. <laughs> I was like, I know what she's going to ask me. As soon as you said it, I was starting to say no. <laughs> <laughs> And and worse, no, you can't ask me worse maybe. Do you know anybody who talked about that game two months after it was released? No, no, it disappeared. Because it couldn't sustain itself. Yeah, and but you know what? In the end, it was just, it was just the, like I said, the game was beautiful, and it was sad. And mm -hmm. as you started to figure out what the game actually meant, it was like, oh. 
pulls at the heartstrings. But ultimately, it was too easy. Yeah. The game itself was just too easy and too long, so it felt yeah. drawn out after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know what? I'm not even going to fight you on that one. <laughs> because earlier, when you saw my list, you were like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, you don't admit, though, that I'm right. I got a little nostalgia for that one. And that's when you were like, asked one question. I was like, no. <laughs> but I think, you, I think you're right. I, it, and I think this is the struggle, right, with making games that are dependent on experience. And this is why maybe someday I might break down and play that Dragon Cancer. I don't know. Because I'm curious, right, about this balance of, like, experience and empathy with gameplay. It's hard to make these things match up. And usually games just really fail at this. Very seldom are they successful. I would say maybe like Papers, Please. Mm. Right? Um, but maybe because it skews a little bit more toward gameplay than feeling. Feeling in games often lack in the mechanics aspect. In this one, it was like they just didn't measure how much of that you were willing to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, papers, please. It was like you could get into, you know, you get into theory crafting. Mm-hmm. What happens when you do this and this? How long can you do this before other things start to suffer? So there's more kind of metagaming possibility with something like papers, please, as well. Yeah. All right. I give Not you that much. Yeah. Sorry. I give you that much. Okay, so I got to put the, one of the games that I like, but I'm not sure I would recommend is a game as I'm sitting here looking at the giant Funko that I spent way too much money on <laughs> um, for this game. Um, was Song of the Deep. Mm. Right? It was, yeah. it's a really cute game. You know, it was that, the one that was a collaboration between GameStop and Insomniac Games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, little girl, um, her father disappears. He's a like deep sea fisherman. She, you know, builds for folks don't know, builds her own submarine to go out searching for him. Um, great narrative, you know, female protagonist, child female protagonist. I was like, my kid's gonna love this. It's gonna be mechanically the game. I don't want to say it was broken, but the mechanics were so iffy that it became unnecessarily difficult. So, it, 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 you know what it was like? <laughs> to a certain, mm. not, not as bad as, but to a certain degree, The Last of Us. Mm. See, you and start. I are always on the same page with this. You know, people talk about how great the game was narratively, blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm, the only thing I could ever say about that game, and I never played the remastered version, even though I own it, because it came with my, it came with one of the PlayStation 4s that I bought. Um, mechanically it was broken as fuck and it just made me mad it just made me mad and Song of the Deep was really similar because I wanted to love that game so much but you know there's all kinds of like underwater things you have to fight and then you have to like shoot bombs and stuff underwater but if you can't hit it in the right spot because the game won't let you Mm-mm. 
then it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. So that would be the game that I liked, or maybe it's better to say game that I really wanted to like, but I'm not sure that I would recommend. <laughs> we'll put Song of the Deep in that weird quasi category. Um, another game that I really liked, but I wasn't, but I'm not sure I'd recommend is the the Fire Emblem Fates, the three games that came out this year. Oh yeah. Conquest, Birthright, and whatever the third one was that was the finish off game, right? Um, hey, y'all, I had some feelings about that shit. You said you did? Y'all all did, all y'all who played it. <laughs> yeah, we did. No kidding. I mean, the the narrative was good. The game was was good. The mechanics were solid. The ba- uh, the fight, the fighting mechanics were really good. But I swear, they just fell back on the same old fucking tropes, right? You know, you know, and the you know huge half dressed busty women, mm-hmm. um, you know, the flamboyantly the flamboyantly gay male character who is also ultimately weak and pitiable. Um, the, you know, big male savior who's going to come in and save the day kind of characters that are in there. Um, and it just got to be trite after a while. But I really did, it's <laughs> horrible to say, but I really did like the game. Um, so I'm not sure I would recommend it. Um, that would be that one. And two more. And the one we've already talked about is Inside. Mm-hmm. Inside, after playing Inside and being able to sit back and think about what Inside meant, right, and all the possibilities for me, that game made a whole lot of sense. But that was a hard game to play for the very same reasons. Mm-hmm. You start to think about what you are seeing and what it can mean. Starting to think about women and children in Rwanda. Starting to think about what's going on in the streets of the United States. Starting to think about, you know, I don't know, even things like, you know, medical testing and what it means to be of the 98% and not the two top 2%. Starting to think about what it means to be all of these things, what it means to be cyborg, what it means to depend upon technology, all of these things and what these things can mean, then that shit just gets to be heavy. And then the big question is, is what if you don't think about those things? What if you don't because they don't occur to you? Yeah. Then is the game any good? Does the game That's have really any question. if you don't read meaning into it? That's the thing. In the same way that many of the see, and here's see here, here we, we're playing on this again. In the same way that many of the, the characters that you control in the game are these kinds of emotional, social, racial, cultural golems, is the game itself a kind of golem that if you don't if you don't read anything into it, it doesn't exist or it means nothing. You know how I fall on that. I believe that that games don't really exist at all until you insert the player. So I think that in a situation like that, it's absolutely dependent on how that person navigates that space. Right. And that's why that becomes a game that's difficult for me to recommend. 
because if you don't read that, if you don't read, like, I mean, I think that's part of the reason that some, some people were like, I hated that game. Limbo was better because they can't read anything into the game. So it means nothing for them. Yeah. So that one falls in that category. I think that's it. My last one. Maybe it's not. Oh. Games I like it. I'm not sure I recommend. Bro Quest 15. <laughs> <laughs> For all the reasons I stated earlier. Mm. <laughs> My fucking Bro Quest. If you just want to cook pretty computer food and drive car and, you know, have a road trip with your bros and fight some monsters, fight some more monsters and go dig up some tombs and get some weapons. And keep going back to a girl with short shorts and half and her titties hanging out. Then Bro Quest Fifteen. <laughs> oh, no thanks. Yeah. All right. So we've hit the pinnacle now. Literally, yeah. we're going to talk about the best games. Yes, best games. Woohoo! So I have three selected. Okay. One we've talked about. Yes. And I have them in order. Okay. So my first would be my worst best. Your worst best? My worst best. Mm-hmm. And the only reason it's my worst best is because there are some bugs. Yes, there are. And that's why it didn't make my list. Um, bugs aside, I would still say that the Flame and the Flood was one of the best damned experiences I had in 2016. Yes. It was one of the best game experiences, but not best games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was, it was a lot of fun. The music and the visuals and that whole idea of Americana and the post-apocalypse, which is not something you, Southern Americana, right? It's yeah. not something you usually get. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. It was a great experience. Um, And I, bugs aside, even though it would make me so mad and I would restart or whatever, um, because of the way I feel about survival games, I'm okay with that, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even though a couple of times I lost nearly perfect games to <laughs> bugs. Um, I, I thought it was, it was fantastic. It was hard. It was brutal. Um, so brutal, in fact, that I think that the visuals existed to temper the game's brutality. Mm. Um, I mean, it was it was everything that I wanted out of a game. I just wanted a little bit more care. And I mean, we t we talked to them. Mm -hmm. They they did this on less than a shoestring. Yeah. You know, the fact that the game is even as good as it is is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I have to say, at the end of the day, as a consumer, I want a game with a little bit more polish, but. That is a hell of a game. It was a hell of a game. It was a hell of a game. I, I'll give you that. It was a great game experience. And I still go back and play time from time to time. I do too. Yeah. All right. What's your second worst best? Dishonored 2. I mean, for a lot of the reasons we talked about earlier, I, I think that... Okay. <clears throat> so... I've written a lot about like the the world and the way like Emily navigates the world and the way the the world is really concentrated on the stories of women. I, I think that sometimes they went a little too far with that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think that some of the overall design suffers because we get things like the Clockwork Mansion, which is probably one of the most fascinating level designs that's that ever best been game. game level I have seen this year. It is amazing. <laughs> and then the, uh, the a crack in the slab when you have to travel through time to go back and forth and navigate around people. Let me tell you, those two ghosting, that was hard. Mm -hmm. But it was good hard. It wasn't like hard just for the sake of it being hard. It was good hard. Yeah. Um, and I I was really impressed with the way the game has handled a lot of things. But at the same time, that's the devil we talked about earlier. There's a spirit missing that the uh -huh. first game had that uh -huh. this one doesn't quite have. And I can't really, it's hard to pinpoint. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, though. But I've certainly played the shit out of it. I mean, <laughs> I'm on my third playthrough, so I can't complain. Oh, you can always complain. Yeah, I know. Believe me, I know. Um, but I uh, I really like it. I think that it's it's good. And, and to be not quite as good as Dishonored is not a bad thing. No. You're right, because Dishonored was an amazing fucking game. It was an amazing fucking game. And I think the only reason I'm disappointed with it a little bit is because Dishonored exists. Yeah. If and Dishonored I will always measure it yet to that, that standard. Different story. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to do your best, best game, or do you want to do our best, best together? Let's do our best, best together. Okay. So my worst best is Pokemon Moon. Okay. I'm having a whole lot of fun playing Pokemon Moon. I have to say it. I have to say I'm having a whole lot of fun playing Pokemon Moon. It's it's got some weirdness going on, and people, everybody's like, "Well, the same thing happens in all Pokemon games," but there's some specific weirdness, like feeling wise, that I can't like put a finger on or clearly articulate about Pokemon worship in this game. That, um, yeah, I'm just not feeling for some strange reason. Um, I. You know, and they 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 tried to be all controversial, and they were like, "No more gym battles." You had the same fucking thing though, because they're, they're island trials, and the island yeah. trials are the same damn thing. Is that instead of you know having to fight um, little trainers on the way to the to the to the big gym boss, you have to fight you know little trainers on the way to the island trials, and then you have to fight. Um, the little trial dude before you get to the totem and there's, there's there's some problematic language and problematic concepts too yeah before you get to the totem pokemon um to fight it um and and that's pretty strange um but in terms of character creation um there's not there's more flexibility than there has been in the past um hmm. The game kind of fools you up front. It's like, I'm not gonna ask if you're a boy or a girl. I'm gonna ask you what you look like, and then it, then they still then they still gender you. So um, they're like surprise, uh, but you can like change things as you go on. Like my character right now is wearing clothing really similar to what I would actually wear, um, and while my hair um, cannot be similar to my own hair, I'm wearing cornrows. <laughs> okay, but see, this is my question for you. Yeah. Uh, is it 
good character creation because it's just good character creation or because it's good uh, for Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. It's good for it's not good character creation because it's good character creation. It's good character creation because it's good for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um so, you know, and Pokemon is always Pokemon. You can always, you know, fight some pocket monsters and collect some pocket monsters and watch them evolve and, and shit like that. I and the the but you know what one thing is I didn't like the starters in this one. Mm. Because they were so horribly stereotypical. You could play the cute little seal character, Poplio, but the final evolution of Poplio is a fucking mermaid. Um <sighs> you, yeah. You could play um I usually start with a fire starter, which is Litten, the fire cat. Fire kitten, mm-hmm. Litten, the fire kitten. But the final um evolution is um a luchador. Hmm. Um and so I ended up going with grass type, um, which is um Rowlet the owl, who is still pretty much it is the least offensive of the three in its final evolution. Um and I was really disappointed in those. So I don't know. See, I'm now I'm talking myself out of it being even my worst mess. <laughs> I'm gonna take it back. I take it back. Um, I don't know. I don't take it back. So yeah. So I, I had to go with Rowlet, even though I really didn't want to go with Rowlet. I, I don't have anything to say about Pokemans. I'm sorry. I know you don't like the Pokemans. You don't like monsters. <laughs> um. So yeah. And then um, my second worst vest <laughs> is Stardew Valley. Uh, of course. It should probably be my, well, I don't, it should probably, I literally between the PC version and the Xbox version, I have over 100 hours into this game. Mm-hmm. Easy. Um, I've played a whole lot of Stardew Valley. Um, I, I like the game in terms of what it does. I mean, it's you know it's pixelated so your your character creation is more forgiving mm-hmm. but you can you know you can choose non-traditional clothing non-traditional in scare quotes right mm-hmm. um my character's brown <laughs> my character's brown with an afro um wearing you know a black rainbow t-shirt uh, on the xbox right at least is a, a black rainbow t-shirt uh, and black pants and black boots um all the, the the things that I would look for in a character and, and fairly androgynous, but then at the same time, if I go into this spot, it changes me into a two-piece bikini. Um because I, mm. I because I one of the things that I rarely do is play a female character because of the clothing choices that they stick you with, right? But I was like, but I can do all of these things and I can wear the kind of clothing I want and still be female bodied. And then I was like, but you had to fuck it up with the bathing suit. Um, so that's been pretty interesting. And then, you know, the, the romance options, right? It's, you can, you can have same sex, um, you can have same sex relationships, you can, <laughs> you know, have no relationship at all. Yeah, right? I noticed that because Terry doesn't in his game. Right. So it's, it's not like 
it's not like you know harvest moon where it's one of your it's one of your objectives mm-hmm. right you can focus on other things um and there's a lot of um more nuanced interactions between characters like jinx is playing the beta for the upcoming patch um mm-hmm. and they made one or update right not patch but one of the upcoming updates and they made one of the other characters um, a romance option that has previously not been a romance option, but you get to have more interaction with this character. Um, And there is a lot of discussion about suicidal ideation and um, depression and conversations about that, that you can have with this character. Mm. Right. I mean, and, and from the way James has described, because I'm not playing the beta, but in fairly realistic, um, realistically positive ways, not positive as in, yay, I'm healed, but, right. you know, in realistic ways. Huh. So, yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm going to say that's my second worst favorite. And then I'm going to ask you what your best is. <laughs> <laughs> You were, you well, you know, you already know, and you were surprised. I, I was surprised. I was really surprised. I really want to know why you're surprised when I say that my absolute unquestioning wasn't even a contest game of the year was Firewatch. I don't know, because it was a great game, and we played it. We We all, me, you... And Lee played it, and we had the podcast about it. We talked about we it. And, and we all loved the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, I don't know. It's just something about the game. Maybe because it feels, oh, see, and I'm, I'm, I'm about to get all, I'm about to get all judgy and gamer bro on it. That's fine. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel gamey. See, this is where I'm going to disagree because do you know why I like this game? No. Mm. Let me let me let me back up. Do you know why I love that game? Okay. Because for me, for the first time in my entire gaming life, the game's narrative and the game's mechanics match up harmoniously. There was never a time when I thought, "Why am I doing this? Why do I have to do this this way?" Why is it structured like this? This is stupid. Why couldn't they have just changed this part? Never occurred to me one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the absolute opposite of Ludo narrative dissonance. It was harmonious. Ooh. It Ludo made narrative sense. harmony. Yes. It made sense. Yeah. It was like that, that thing we were talking about earlier were like a lot of games that focus more on empathy fall short on mechanics and vice versa. Mm-hmm. This really felt like a, a wonderful, harmonious blend of every element that you need to make a game. Mm-hmm. And I have never experienced that before. Hmm. And so it may not be the game that I will remember the most in terms of narrative, but I really liked the way they did like the choices at the beginning. It made a lot of sense, the small ways that it impacted your game that weren't even obvious to us, right? Until we talked about it. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact that, that there were so many like machinations underneath this game that you didn't even know about 
that you were the whole time constructing a character and a game and a world and a story, and you were just walking around. Yeah. That's what I want out of games, especially games that offer any kind of a branching narrative, and it's what I don't get. You can see too much, right? You can always see the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain when you play something like Life is Strange for all its merits and its faults. You always know. You can see it in the Telltale games. Oh, quick, hit these three buttons for reasons. You can, it's always there. In Firewatch, it just happened naturally, organically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe it wasn't like the most spectacular game narrative I've ever played, but it was pretty good. And it was a story with a character who changed, and there was an arc that was measurable. It was everything I've wanted out of a game. Fucking Firewatch, Game of the Forever. <laughs> game of the Forever. I don't know about game with the forever, man. I'm I'm gonna stand. I'm this is the hill I choose to die on. <laughs> Y'all, if you want to make a game, do that. <laughs> do that shit. Make that. Okay. I bet I know well, my, what yours is. <laughs> it, it's easy, right? Everybody yes. knows what mine is. My game of the year is Mafia Three. And. I'm going to start by saying this. Yes. Mechanically, Mafia 3 is not perfect. Right? Mm-hmm. When we had Joshua Edwards on and we talked about the game and I teased them about like the cabinets. <laughs> and the the cabinets. <laughs> yeah, there are bugs. There are broken things. There are things that don't work the way they should. Right? Uh, yeah. But the narrative, the depth, the care, the research, the history, the connections that get drawn by your brain because of the way the narrative leads you without being heavy handed between life as an African-American person in 1968 and life as an African-American person in 2015, 16, 17 mm-hmm. were phenomenal. Hey, hey, you know, just in case you were feeling comfortable, things are about to get worse. <laughs> oh, don't think I'm <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. I think in a minute we might be wishing for 1968. No, um, yeah, that game, like I said, like I t- uh, you know, talking about it, it's like usually... When I'm playing games like Mafia 3 or Grand Theft Auto 5 or any of those games, it's like I'm staying on the track for the main missions and going through and like, I'm going to go through and I'm going to do these missions. Boom. Knock these missions out. Get to the end of the game. No, I still drop into that game and be like, I'm going to go do all these side missions over here so I can listen to the radio. And I'm going to walk or run to where I'm going so I can listen to people on the street. Mm-hmm. So I can hear what they have to say. So I can hear about their lives, what they're talking about going on, on the, in, in town, things that they've heard on the news, things that they've read in the paper. Right, all of these things, these connections that they've made between things, and then looking at the artifacts that you collect throughout the game, right? 
like the albums and the Playboy magazines and you know all the stuff that I was like really really I gotta collect Playboy magazines and you can actually <laughs> see you and the thing is you flip through when you actually see the naked babes in the uh naked babes oh, right? wow. That's what they call them right uh in the uh in the in the magazines but you know all of these things that add to the feeling of uh, for lack of a better word authenticity within the game mm-hmm. um yeah that that's definitely my game of the year and i will fight anybody that disagrees that's how i feel <laughs> about mine so you know like mafia 3 fight me <clears throat> i feel you i'm ready to fight somebody for that yeah Okay, so those are those are 2016 games. All right, so let me ask you a question. This is easy. Oh shit. This is an easy one. I already know your answer. Okay. And you probably already know mine. What are you looking forward to most <laughs> in 2017? You definitely know my answer. Everybody knows my answer. Everybody Go ahead and knows. tell me my answer. State of Decay 2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 100 percent Yes. State of the K2. Okay, so what's your second? Because I know um, my first and my second. I don't know. I really don't. Oh my gosh. Uh, tell me yours. Let me think about it. Okay. I wasn't prepared for a second. <laughs> I gotta think. Okay. So, number one, looking forward to most easy peasy Mass Effect, Mass Effect Andromeda. Andromeda. Yes. <laughs> How could it not be? How could it not be? How could it be anything but? Kind of sad that somehow because State of Decay two was coming out. That's how. Duh. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that they had didn't find some some way to save me, bring me back, so that I could keep playing as my Commander Shepard for a fourth iteration. <clears throat> Why it's not like your choices mattered. You know what? I'm Ooh, gonna fight burn. you. I'm gonna fight you. Okay. <laughs> I don't care about those damn choices. I had, I had developed a bond with myself as Commander Shepard and with Liara, who named a star after me. But anyway, <laughs> my lesbian alien girlfriend. Um, right. And I know what my second is. Okay. What? Dated K two. Yay! Save the K2 is my second. I'm sorry, folks who love Undead Labs or work at Undead Labs. I'm sorry, but Save the K2 is my, two, is my number two. Right. I think that's fair. So I forgot that this game was coming out in 2017, and it, I, it should have come to mind immediately. Everybody should know what my number two is. It's, it's going to be Detroit. <gasps> right. Right. Oh. Now, it's probably going to be a fucking tire fire. It's going to be a tire fire. You know it's going to be a tire fire. But you know what? I'm going to be there for that tire fire. <laughs> I'm going to play it. I'm going to be like, this is a tire fire. And I'm going to play it anyway. I, I will confess, there's a ton of like smaller games coming out that look really awesome. Um, like I never got to play Sunless Sea, but Sunless Skies is coming out. There's a, a bunch of other stuff, that look, the smaller games that look amazing. But I'm also... I feel dirty even saying this because I ripped on it after E3. I'm interested in seeing 
And it's going to be a hate play. I'm interested in hate playing Days Gone. Are you kidding me? I'm interested in hate playing Days Gone. <laughs> it will be a hate play. <laughs> That's going to be horrible. Probably. <laughs> but I will get to say so much about it. I'm, oh my you know, God. I will hate play a game. I, I'm not above that. Uh, no kidding. Like, we don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, but Detroit, Become Human, is probably my my number two. It looks so good. It does look so good. It does. It looks so good. It's gonna suck. No, it's gonna suck. I know. I'm gonna buy some kind of like incredibly horrible, problematic shit that goes on, and you're just gonna be like, "Oh my god, why is this happening in the game that I've paid good money for?" (laughs) But you know, it's. I have a soft spot. Mm -hmm. I have a soft spot for his games. I will forgive Um. a lot. I'm sorry. I got you. you know, we I got you. Detroit's going to be a good game. <laughs> it is going to be a good game, I think. I'm looking forward to it. I want to play. Mm-hmm. I want to play. Well, I guess we'll see. And, you know, maybe we will all survive 2017 and get to play. I think I'm just going to hold up in my house and only play video games. I'm teaching <laughs> online. I'm homeschooling my kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to live. I'm going to put some bars on the windows and doors. Build a boat around my house. Rough times ahead. Cut off my internet. Dig a well oh. in my backyard. We're going to have some games, though. <laughs> Just go go up to the Walmart, sneak in the back door at like 3 a.m., pick up my games and sneak back home. It's going to be my own survival horror game. <laughs> it's going to be my own survival horror game. Mm. Well, there we go. 2016 and 2017, all in one podcast. A bargain. There you go. Now we're going to have to listen back to this these, this list of things we're most looking forward to in 2017 when we get into 2000, when we, I mean, in the end of 2017 and see how we feel about those things. Look, as long as State of Decay 2 actually works, I will be okay with it. <laughs> so I feel like good about my choice. <laughs> It's like I push the button, something happened, I'm good. Yep, that's good. really, yep, that's all I need. <laughs> so I feel sorry for the rest of you guys who may have problems with your chosen games, but I will be okay. You are hilarious. I'm something. We don't know what. <laughs> that we don't. Cool. Well, I guess that. Brings us to the end of our list. <laughs> and what a list it was. And what a list it was. So, that will also bring us to the end of uh Oh, here's the thing. In the comments, come back to the site. You're listening to this on, you know, your phones, your computers, your 
watches devices of some sort, or maybe on your computer itself. Tell us what your best and worst games of 2016 were, or what you're looking forward to most in 2017, and it better be Mass Effect. Yeah, we can tell you why you're wrong. Yes, we can absolutely tell you why you're wrong. We're good at that. <laughs> Alicia, especially. But on that note, yay. That brings us to the end of episode 143. So until we come to episode 144, where other great things will happen, we have to stay because... In the last two days, at least here in the Midwest, the temperature has dropped by 4,000 degrees and it started to snow. Stay warm. Stay safe. And as always, our friends, game on. <laughs>